Money's Crazy Mind contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised, but will be completely ignored. All right, all right. What's going on, everybody out there in Red Line Radio Nation? This is Lee, too hot to handle, too cold to hold. You call Ghostbusters and they ain't control. Motherfucking money. The asylum is open yet again. We are live on Facebook on the Money's Crazy Mind podcast page on Facebook, the Red Line Radio LLC page. We are live on YouTube, and we are also live on Twitch. TV. What is going on, everybody? I got some amazingly special guests here in the house this week. They help sponsor Redline Radio LLC, so I wanted to bring these guys on here to uh, uh, help promote them, but also give them a very huge and amazingly deserved thanks for everything that they do to help Redline Radio LLC keep running. I got Chad and Dan in the house from the band Bad Juju. Guys, what is going on? Hey, 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 hey. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing much, man. You know, I we are just a few days away here from the premiere of Ghostbusters Afterlife. The movie comes out on my birthday. And as a Ghostbusters fan, I could not think of anything more exciting than having a franchise that I've been a fan of my entire life have the brand new movie come out on my birthday well happy birthday oh thank you thank you absolutely yeah so uh for any of you guys out there that may not know who bad juju is uh dan chad why don't you let everybody out there know what kind of band bad juju is and what they can uh, expect out of a bad juju show well basically bad juju is a 90s rock tribute band we always throw a couple surprises in here and there but for the most part we're a 90s rock band uh you can always expect a a good high energy show with a lot of great music and a good time. Awesome, awesome. So uh you say nineties alternative. So is that kind of like uh ooh, let's say oh god, I'm trying to think of some names of some bands out there, man. Uh Red Hot Chili Peppers, um uh Matchbox Twenty, that's the band I was trying Absolutely. to think of. Uh bands yeah. like that. Yep, yeah, STP. Oh yeah. Um, Pearl Jam, yeah. Pearl oh, Jam. nice. Anybody you loved in the nineties, basically. Yeah, Candlebox, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. All right, all right. So hopefully you guys are enjoying our brand new feature here that we have on Redline Radio, where you guys can see the comments live on screen. Uh, that is something that we just started uh, this past Friday night for Grapes Gonna Give It to You. So we are just making upgrades left and right over here at Redline Radio. We are live in the Growing Wings Adult Services high-tech green screen studio this week. Of course, we need to thank Lisa Summers and everything that Growing Wings Adult Services also does here for Redline Radio. So how did you guys get hooked up with Redline uh, through? Um, uh, through Dave, actually. Um, I actually have known Dave for many years. Uh, we went to high school together. Okay. And, uh, I'm sorry. I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't <laughs> talked to him in a very long time. And then uh, 
you came out and saw us at a show and we kind of hooked up and, uh, got together and just started doing some different things together. Yeah, no, I mean, awesome. I mean, uh, I was doing this out of my basement for about two years. Um, and then, okay. So my wife is saying that the mics is low on you guys. So let me bring you guys up just a smidgey smidge. Uh, so let me know if that's better, Megan. Um, thank you, Megan. Uh, so, um, you know, so what, what, why the name Bad Juju? Why, why did you guys choose the name Bad Juju? I, I love it. I, I think it sounds awesome. Well, the name actually came when the band first started. Uh, we probably threw 150 different names around. And at the time, Chad wasn't with us, but, um, Aww. but our, our original lead singer, you know, he was <laughs> trying to kick around some ideas and you know, we all threw around a lot of names. Nothing really stuck. Mm-hmm. And then one night, uh, we were having a, a band practice, and our original lead singer came in and he said, Hey, man, I was at home playing this video game last night. I go, Okay. And he said, uh, It's one of these, you know, like Call of Duty kind of things. You, you know, shoot them up kind of game. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, You get to choose your weapons in this game. And each weapon had a name. And one of the weapons that you could choose was called bad juju <laughs> and i looked at him and i said what was it and he said bad juju and i said dude that's a killer name that is a killer name and uh we adopted the name everyone agreed we adopted it and it's been bad juju ever since awesome awesome so um you guys do like the more 90s alternative stuff is there any particular songs that you guys love playing live that you just have to do every time you guys are out there yeah i'll see you on this one <laughs> uh, right ahead, brother. <laughs> There's a couple artists that, uh, you know, back in the 90s, I personally was in love with. So mm-hmm. um, it seems like, you know, we emulate those specific artists very well. And that's anything by the band called Live. Okay. And uh, anything by Candlebox, I think. Yeah. Those Live, is, really well. Live is one of my favorites to do. They're, they were a great band. And uh, I like to do a lot of different things from them. So, Chad, you're the singer. Uh, Dan, what do you do uh, in Bad Juju? Uh, I'm the bass player of the band. Bass. Okay. Yeah. What I don't remember. What doesn't he do? <laughs> yeah. It's a shorter list. I do uh, a lot of different things. Not only the bass player, but mm-hmm. um, like I said, I was the actual founding member of the band. Right. And I do uh, most of the booking, social media, uh, promotions, uh, merchandise, <laughs> pretty much so you're the Paul Heyman of Bad Juju. <laughs> kind of, sort of, yeah. I saw him on West 25th one day standing next to a homeless guy giving out Bad Juju stickers. <laughs> nice. Hey, one of them showed up at a show. So hey, you know, and that you know, word of mouth is kind of the best advertisement that there is, especially with local music like this. And I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't mean this as an insult or anything like that. It's just I know quite a few cover bands, you know, so it seems like they're almost like a dime a dozen, especially in this area. Um, you know, I mean, there's you guys, there's Jester's Revenge. Hey, Tony, I know you're in New York right now, but, uh, um, you know, carry that flag for the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters while you're out there, man, and enjoy the premiere. Um, yeah, it, we, really, there is a, it, mm-hmm. it's Cleveland, right? It's, right. It's, it's the capital, it's the rock and roll capital. So absolutely, naturally, you're going to have a lot of, um, I mean, there's there's so much music out there that mm-hmm. people aren't even aware of. Um, cover bands are the, are how do we how do i say this politely? so so cover bands are kind of like at the bottom of the totem pole right as far as uh within the music community as far as performers go but 
that's who venues want to get in mm -hmm. because they have a following. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people tend to want to, and, and of course, everybody wants to do some original stuff, but that's a really, really hard market to crack. Oh, yeah. So this, oh, yeah. this is really just the best of kind of all of the ways to get into music uh, and, and really just build a following, uh, you know, kind of sharpen your skills, network. And then if you decide at that point you want to drop some original stuff, which, you know, we still talk about almost daily, uh, we've already got all of our foundation underneath us. So the nice thing about a cover band, too, I mean, you can go to a concert and see a band and know, you know, three, four, maybe five of their biggest hits. Then you hear a lot of stuff that that you don't know. Right. Um, or yeah. when you go to see a cover band, you know, mm -hmm. from start to finish, you're going to at least recognize every song that they play. So, oh, yeah, for sure. So I think it's a little bit more of a party atmosphere that way. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Um. you know, so... Um, <clears throat> you guys just recently opened for Hinder at the Odeon on November 6th. Right. Um, so I know, I think one song by Hinder and I, and you know, but I mean, it's like going through your guys's Facebook page and, you know, finding the musical performances that I put in my little trailer that I did, um, uh, back in my, uh, home studio spook central and, uh, you know, um, audio on them is horrible. Well, um, maybe get a little bit closer to the mics. They're maxed, Dave. I don't know what else to do here. Yeah, I'm fixing it a little bit here. I don't know how they got turned all the way down. Hey, I mean, you know, this is internet radio. I mean, you guys can pretty much just about get away with just about anything so um, all right so let's try that see if that's a little bit better because now i'm getting picked up in your guys's mic so can we go lower on uh the headphones a little bit yep sorry all right so tell me how that is out there everybody um we'll uh, we'll just keep going here uh yeah so hinder you talked about hinder mm -hmm. first off that was an amazing experience um you know i got a buddy that um Again, through the music community, he runs sound over there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, essentially, he's running the whole thing. He's running lights, he's running sound, he's running the bars. He's, you know, he's basically running the Odeon for the year yeah. while he's uh, out of town. Right. Shout out to Matt. Matt Mitchell, everybody. Look him up on Facebook. Um, he is, uh, so he gave us a, a shot. You know, he jokingly one day in passing, I said, hey, what do we got to do to play there? And he said he couldn't afford us, laughingly. And I said, dude, I played there for grilled cheese sandwich i'm cool with that and so he you know he found us a good spot and uh big shout out to our fans because the order of operations the order of the band's performances was going to be determined on ticket sales and we were the top seller mm -hmm. so we got to go right in front of hinder um and amazingly when we were on stage you look out and it was just bad juju a sea of bad juju shirts uh, so they came out in full force they supported us we were like one, you know, 100, 100 and, I don't know, 150 tickets or so, but it was, uh, you know, it was a, it was a good, uh, it was a good show that didn't include, you know, all the online purchases and whatever the other bands did, but it was, uh, it was just a really good experience. We were the only cover band there, so it's it's easy to feel out of place. But uh, man, when you have that kind of energy and that kind of support, you feel right at home. Yeah, the crowd really showed up for us quite a bit. Uh, big shout out to them for supporting us. And uh, it was it was a great experience. A lot of people got to come out and see us. And 
I felt like we put on a pretty good show and um, right. the crowd really got into it. So that was pretty good. All right. Um, so I did notice that one of the settings was wrong. So hopefully that fixes the audio out there. Cool. Okay. So if uh, I can use that, uh, by the way, to segue into our, uh, that hinder show, by the way, opened mm -hmm. up some doors for us. I, I noticed you guys are going back to the Odeon. That's right. Yeah. Yep. We're, December we're, 4th. Yeah. December 4th. We're going to open for Sponge, which is another big band in the 90s. Right. So, um, you know, that uh, we have tickets on sale. Jump on our Facebook page. I'm sure we'll have a link up on Redline as well. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be able to sell the tickets through a link so you can buy them direct and then just uh, get, you know, your name's going to be on the list when you go to the door. Or Dan and I have physical tickets. Anybody in the band has physical tickets. You can reach us on our Facebook page, Bad Juju Cleveland. And uh, we'll throw on a Girl Scout uniform and drive them to your house. Or right. some assless chaps or something. <laughs> or, of course, at any of the shows between now and then, you can pick them up. So Yeah. Uh, so it looks like you guys are going to be at, and this is a, sounds like a weird venue for you guys to be at, but the El Cowboy <laughs> Tex-Mex Grill and Saloon yeah. on Saturday, uh, November 20th from 8 to midnight. That's in Youngstown. Uh, so... El Cowboy, you would think you would hear more like a Travis Trick cover <laughs> band in there than the yeah. Name. It's it's a very deceiving name. Um, there is a restaurant there, but okay. they also have a bar, saloon, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. right attached to the building. It has actually a really nice stage, and um, they do a lot of shows out there. So it's actually a little deceiving, but it's going to be a good time. Yeah, the name doesn't do it any justice. It's more like uh, imagine where you would hold a wedding reception. It's a big, wide open space with tons okay. of tables and a big stage, um, and it's really attached to whatever that all of that information that you just provided. El Cowboy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, El Cowboy Tex-Mex Grill and Saloon. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole lot of words there. We're just uh, <laughs> we're in the little hall right next door to it. So right. Okay. Okay. Um, I do know that I have a. Uh, uh, Sony is sending the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters out on a um, promotional tour for uh, the new movie. So maybe if I get out of there in time, maybe I'll come check you guys out. Sure. Out Absolutely. Yeah, man. We've got uh, a couple shows uh, coming up, if I can plug them. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, we've, we just talked about the Youngstown one. That's this coming Saturday. Uh, we're doing an event with the Cleveland Bikers for Charity, Harvest mm -hmm. for Homeless. That's going to be Sunday, November 21st. Uh, from 5 to 8 on Front Street, 826 Front Street. And, of course, all this information is on our Facebook page, Bad Juju Cleveland on Facebook. Uh, Doghouse in Illyria, right across from the college. We're going to be there Saturday, November 27th. Um, and then, of course, December 4th, uh, we'll be back at the Odeon. So we've got some shows coming up between now and Christmas you could, uh, you could jump into. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, everybody's saying the sound is a hell of a lot better now. Good. Um, I, this is the first time we've used this new software in this studio. So at least now I know how to fix it for when we go live after this on our other radio show that we have here. Uh, on Sunday nights, the Steel City Renegades, we go live at 7. We go until 9. We'll be breaking down all of the Week 10 action in the NFL. And if anybody can keep me updated on the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers game, since that's mainly what the show's about. We'd be great, greatly appreciated on that. I know the Browns uh, had a horrible day up in Foxborough, and it looks like um, there's some upsets in the NFL this week as well. Tennessee uh, got a win. It looks like um, uh, Tom Terrific is going to lose to to the Washington football team, the nameless team. Wow. <laughs> that's a biggie. That is a biggie. 
That is a huge biggie. Um, so anyway, uh, so you guys are having, some, it seems like this seems to be an epidemic in music right now where bands are just having issues with drummers. You guys have been <laughs> through five of them so far this year? Uh, no, not five this year. Um, we've been through, let's see, one, two, this is our fourth drummer since the band started. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Dave just gave me some misleading information. <laughs> He's close. I mean, we've had some fill-ins and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. uh, I think four total permanent drummers in uh, four years, which, again, it's, you know, we're a demanding band, and we're not saying that they couldn't meet the demand, but, you know, life happens. Everyone has a life. We're not, we're not making a ton of money doing what we're doing, so we have to respect, uh, you know, people's wishes. But everybody mm -hmm. is, you know, we'll still say friends of the band and every oh, yeah. every single one of those guys that's worked with us um you know is always more than willing to fill in when we need it so yeah and we still stay in contact with all of them uh we're all still good friends we understood that you know sometimes things happen like chad said and sometimes you just have to you know go your own way but they're still part of the bad juju family and uh mm. we still love every one of them that's right. It's a growing organism. I mean, we've had a lot of, you know, guitar players. Right. Two lead singers. So it's... Uh, I'm the only survivor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully Chad is the last one. I mean, going oh, through yeah. some of your guys' live performances and everything, um, you know, just to kind of see what kind of music you guys do and everything like that. Um, I mean, Chad, you, you hit just about every tone of every different kind of band that you guys are covering out there. I mean, you did uh, the Foo Fighters um my hero really well when I listened to that one. Um, so what is it about Redline Radio that made you guys want to partner up with us and, and be kind of our music? We, I call you the music sponsor of Redline Radio. So, um, I mean, other than the, the friendship with Dave and things like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the fans, uh, how responsive the fans are. And when mm -hmm. Dave comes out to a show and he brings a bunch of people with him, you know, you see a lot of Redline Radio shirts. That's amazing. Uh, Dave extended us an invitation to the studio, which, by the way, looks amazing now. It's a hell of a lot different than it was uh, the first time we came down here. Not not to say it was bad, but mm -hmm. you guys are really uh, upgrading. They Definitely, yeah. People. <laughs> um, you know, it, I don't know. It, it, it's just uh, Dave really emulates, and what you guys are doing really emulates exactly what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, right. Constantly growing, constantly trying yeah. to make everything better. and Exactly. And mm -hmm. we just wanted to be a part of his craft and have him be a part of ours and, and uh, support each other and, and uh, grow it, you know, to meet our, meet our expectations. So, Yeah, we have a pretty good lineup uh, right now. Uh, obviously, Chad on lead vocals is amazing. Mm -hmm. If you've never gotten to come out and see us and see Chad, he's, he's, he's an incredible frontman and an incredible singer. Uh, and our guitar player, Dennis Davis, shout out to my brother. Mm -hmm. um, crazy good guitar player and then his stage performance and presence is incredible and we just added our, our newest drummer jason uh jason is uh hills from canada we drug him down from canada oh nice and uh, <laughs> and, uh he's adding a lot to the band as well so we have a great lineup and we look forward to uh, where we take things into the next year this year was very very incredible for us uh, we made a lot of leaps and bounds this year Got into a lot of venues and a lot of shows that we haven't been able to in the past, um, like Rocket on the River, River Rocket the Amp, and you know, several other places, not, not to mention the the shows with Sponge and Hinder. Mm -hmm. And we're looking into next year 
and we've already started booking into next year. Yep, I did see some of the dates that you guys booked here. Um, I actually know Kevin at the local very, very well. Um, I yeah. used to I used to work with Kevin. Kevin's a great guy. He book he's been booking that p- place so well since he took over the local. Yeah, Kevin's uh, a good guy. Yeah, so uh, you guys are definitely going to be at Rockin' on the River on uh, June 17th. That seems yep. to be a, a staple event for you guys, is that? Well, this will be our second year doing it. Uh, this year we did it with a band called Double Vision. They were okay. a, a foreigner tribute band. And, <laughs> you can uh, tell by the name. <laughs> yeah. And next year uh, we'll be doing it, like you said, June 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be doing it with uh, That Arena Rock Show. Who does a lot of uh, late seventies and eighties arena rock bands and hair bands, the kind of stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, so, with them doing seventies, eighties, and us doing nineties, is probably a little bit of something there for everybody. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. Um, it'll be a great show. Yeah, and then it looks like you guys are going to be at the local on February twelfth, and then back at the local on May twenty first of Correct. next year as well. Yep. All right, I'll definitely have to check you guys out. Maybe I might be working there one of those nights. I, I do. I try to fill it in the kitchen over there whenever I can. Great food. To, yeah, to help oh, Kevin yeah. out. Yeah, Kevin's turned that whole bar around since he took over, man. And uh, just more amazing things to come. I know. I know that Kevin's not done yet um, over there. So you yeah. guys will like everything. I guess they're talking about doing an outdoor patio at an yes. outdoor patio. And- yeah, and then he also wants to add a delivery bay out the back so that the, nice. the DoorDash orders don't get taken out front especially during a concert it's really hard to you know keep it safe big shout out to the loaded tots there just saying loaded tots yes (laughs) that was actually something that um our new kitchen manager brought over there uh so dave says hello from vegas so dave is definitely checking out the show what up davey uh so my uh my wife is watching too and she says that that um that l cowboy is actually right around the area where we got married so nice nice yeah so, um, and then Lisa Summers, uh, the uh, owner of Growing Wings, who helped us put together this great new green screen studio that we are in today. Uh, she says, I owe a dollar to the kitty for saying the name of that team that plays in First Energy Stadium live on the air. <laughs> it's something that we uh, have carried over from the Steel City Renegade show. If Dave or I say that team name, we have to put a dollar in the in the till. So those guys are trying to go out to dinner. Like that's the, that's the thing. If we fill it up, I have to take my wife and Lisa out to dinner. So (laughs) (laughs) nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. Um, Hey, Joanne. Yeah. And Joanne. Yep. Joanne is it. She said, it sounds great now. So we're all good there. Yes. That's the name of that team. Yes. That, that, that would be it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So um, what uh, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, but out of all the bands that you guys do, um, and you said you guys like doing live and Candlebox and a few of those bands. Is there ever a band that you guys have gotten requested to do that you guys are trying to uh, <laughs> learn so that's, that you can add it to your repertoire? Yeah, man, that's that's a long list, dude. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I mean, you get some off-the-wall stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had people ask us to do Snoop Dogg, which... <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I mean, not even our genre. <laughs> you, you, everybody, somebody else free-birded every show. Mm-hmm. That's and, a given. You know, uh, <laughs> I've heard it at Grunge DNA shows. So, so yeah. you guys just don't get yeah. it. Either. Yeah, we've <laughs> um, been asked to do all kinds of crazy stuff, country stuff, and you name it. And we're like, did you not hear anything that we played tonight? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we would listen. We would love to accommodate everybody, but oh, yeah, but absolutely. the truth is, is that this is our niche, right? Mm-hmm. This is where we excel. We wouldn't do any justice to any other brand of music. I mean, we yeah, we could be serviceable. And, uh, you know, appease the intoxicated crowd. But, <laughs> you know, that's not, they don't want to hear that. That's not what we practice. 
Um, I mean, we've we've done some off the cuff stuff at you know at a at a bar show or something like that, and, mm-hmm. and we'll do some acoustic stuff, dancing, some country before. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, when the energy's good at the end of the show, and and uh, people are calling for encores, if we feel froggy, then uh, you know we get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Joanne's saying you guys are great. My wife is trying to goat <laughs> me into saying the name of that team that plays nice. in First Energy Stadium. Uh, Jimmy Starr says uh, awesome band here, very good live. Hey Chad. I do, Jim, you. I, you know, I don't want to call him out, but I know he had a tryout this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'd like him to message me and tell me how it went so I can give him a shout. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of requests we get for a lot of different stuff. Mm. Uh, everything from Nickelback to, God, you name it. I think Nickelback's <laughs> first album came out in the 90s, so there's probably oh, yeah. a couple oh, Nickelback yeah. songs that you yeah. guys could throw in there. Um, not that they're, you know, a band that anybody really wants to listen to 100% of the time, but, you know. You know, it's actually a, <laughs> there's, there's, you know, there's actually a surprising uh, statistic, actually, that this is a true st- uh, statistic, that Nickelback, believe it or not, is the 11th top-selling band of all time. Really? Yeah, I found that out. I was like, wow, that's wild because everyone says they hate them. But so apparently yeah. there's a lot of Nickelback closet fans out there. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we've been asked to do all kinds of stuff. You name it. Dean's always throwing out these damn stats. So yeah. I have a strict rule no Nickelback <laughs> mm-hmm. and no Creed. Yeah, Chad hates Oh, wow. Them. Chad hates Creed with a passion. So. Man. I mean, listen, no disrespect. Obviously, they. They've been very successful. It's just uh, they were huge back in that time. Well, it's not my cup of tea, you know. So I didn't want to, and I have to be energetic and and uh, you know responsive to what I'm doing. I have to feel it has to move me too in order for me to move other people. So oh, yeah, um, that's my rule. But Dan's always trying to get me to break the rules. <laughs> yeah, I'm more. I of just a, try to push Chad a little bit. I mean, when you, you got hear to, Chad sing, you got to. You know, like I hear him singing. I'm on stage with him, and we're performing, and I'm like, I know he's got a little bit left in there, you know, and I push him a little bit. And a lot of times it works out. He'll actually give it a try, and then, you know, it's like, hey, I actually like that tune. Or, you know, I'm like, dude, you sound incredible on that song, and mm-hmm. it ends up staying in our lineup. But we, uh, we have a lot of songs that we plan on bringing out next year. Um coming into the spring of next year we usually slow down a little bit in the winter time a little bit but um because we take a time to learn a lot more uh, music and stuff but oh yeah for sure we have a whole list of stuff we're going to be bringing out next year it's going to be good mm. megan money she said maroon five question mark and the answer is yes we actually yeah. do a maroon five song we got Sweet. bored over covid and uh we created a mashup to include a maroon five song and uh <laughs> and a song with genuine yeah, so, pony. oh wow yeah we do a, a mashup of the two songs and the crowd always really? loves it yeah well that'll definitely get her to to have that's my wife so that'll definitely oh, okay. uh force her to <laughs> to or have her force me to bring her to one of your guys' shows it now. surprises a lot of people <laughs> when we do it they're like wow you know just genuine and they're like hey whatever you know you yes. know, it, it was nuts because for the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters, they obviously brought Ray Parker Jr. in to do the theme that he, well, stole from, mm-hmm. uh, what the hell's his name? Um, he was in Back to the Future. Um, the lead character? Or? Uh, uh, um, Lewis. Um, the, the guy that did Power of Love. Huey Lewis. Oh, Huey, Huey Lewis, Lewis yeah. in the news, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he stole uh, a bad, uh, part of Bad Drug for the Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love that. He actually I, got... I love that. Uh, yeah, he got sued for that, too. 
Not, not yeah. a lot of people know that. I didn't know that. I used to love Huey Lewis and the News, man, oh, back yeah. in the day. They had a lot of big hits, but mm-hmm. if you actually go back and listen to some of their stuff that wasn't a big hit, they mm-hmm. were actually a very talented band. Oh, yeah, you know, and it's so sad what's happening to, to Huey, actually. He's deaf, yeah, going deaf. Almost deaf, yeah. yeah. Um, but... Uh, where was I going? Oh, so they did like a 16-minute long version of the Ghostbusters theme at Ghostbusters Fan Fest. It's like for... 10 minutes too long. Exactly. <laughs> and he was throwing in some um, Bruno Mars. He was throwing in some of his other songs kind of in the middle there. Some of the remixes that have been out there of the Ghostbusters theme and everything like that. So, I mean, those mashups can work well if they're done right. Right. Yeah. I think if you listen to our version of our mashup, I think you'd be quite surprised. It actually goes over really well. Yeah, I'll have to check you guys out at, at a show for sure. Dave's been trying to get me to go, but every time that he wanted me to go to one of your guys' shows, I was working. And it's like, well, you know, they'll be at the local next week, Dave. I work next week. I'll hear them <laughs> through the kitchen walls, man. That's so. right. You'll definitely hear us, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, any, any uh, I know you guys said that you used to do like 80s and stuff as well and even into the 2000s. Um, any particular reason why you guys got away from that or just, you know, because I know that uh, Jester's Revenge does a lot of 80s and 2000s too. Uh, Grunge DNA will throw some older stuff out there sometimes as well. Is it just because the, the, the market is saturated or is it? No, I think it was uh, more of a marketing technique. Okay. Uh, I mean, the 80s and the 2000s, they're still in our toolbox. We can still break them out. But in order to do shows like Rockin' on the River, River Rock, uh, you know, shows at the Odeon. Lock 3, stuff like that. Yeah. They're really, so we're a cover band, but we need to have some sort of a tribute in order to play those giant, you know, concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, you know, we all talked and, and obviously the bulk of what we were doing I think at, at one point we were advertising ourselves as best rock from the 80s to 2000s, yeah, which was cool. And, and you'll find a cheater every now and again. I mean, truth mm-hmm. be told, anything from, you know, 90 to 2005 is pretty much free game for us. But we yeah. still market it as a, as a 90s rock tribute. So it's really just geared that way so that we can land some of these gigs that are specific to tribute bands. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we're not specific to one artist but we are trying to be specific to a, a genre so that right. uh, so that we can play those bigger venues. Yeah, I'm more of a of a hard rock kind of guy. Like I kind of sway the way of like Metallica and mm-hmm. you know, uh, Disturbed, Godsmack, you know, bands like that. Um, and I know that um, there's some bands that when they bring in a new member that maybe has like a little bit more of a niche. Um, in that style of music. I know uh, Jester's Revenge has brought in a singer who used to do original heavy metal music. Mm-hmm. So they've added you know, some stuff like that into their um, playlist. Is that something that you guys would ever do if like, you guys got a band member that, or just kind of like stick to what has made you guys as popular as you are? Well, again, I want to I send kudos to the, to the musicians of the group, right? Mm-hmm. Dan, Jason, and Dennis, the guys that are playing the instruments. Um, we're diverse enough, they're diverse enough that we can play anything. I'm convinced we can play anything. And, and it's, of course, it's going to have, it's going to, it, there's going to be an element of, uh, of us involved in it, even though it's a cover. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to add your own spin oh, yeah. to it. Right. You know? So I don't think it's a matter of us not doing it um, because of any specific shortcoming, but it's a matter of us doing, we're casting as wide of a net as we possibly can. So if we're at, rocking on the river and there's 10,000 people there. We don't want 
to play specifically to 500 of those 10,000 people. You know what I mean? We want to cast a wide net. We want to have a lot of diversity and variety yeah. in what we do. So you're going to hear some kind of pop your top radio hits, pop rock, if, if you will, you know, your third eye blind, stuff like that. Oh. And then we're going to go, you know, we've been known to pull out an Alice in Chains tune or an STP or something a little bit more gritty. So I think we're all diverse enough. We have the capability of doing just about anything. Anything that you see or hear um, as far as 90s tribute and the, and the, the song selection, um, it's usually just marketed to that specific venue and whatever yeah. demographic we expect to be at that mm. venue. And to keep us marketable as well. Well, yeah, yeah for sure. And if you get too heavy... It's it's hard to book a lot of venues. Mm -hmm. So, in order to keep ourselves marketable into some of the venues that we want to get into, you know, we have to have a little bit of flavor with um, what we do. So, you know, although we can we do mostly '90s rock, we can take it from the poppiest of '90 rock to some of the gritty of the '90 rock of the grunge, and still have a little something out there for everybody in the crowd. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Uh, my wife is saying you guys maybe should try to look into Legends in uh, Parma. We just did a show out there, what, a few weeks back? Yeah. I'd be shocked if you find a venue that we haven't played at. <laughs> <laughs> or isn't on our list for next year. We yeah. have some new ones on our list for next year. We're going to be doing uh, Shooters on the Water. We're going to be oh, doing... Okay. Um, Whiskey Island. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff next year. So Kelly's Island. We do them all. I mean, it's we played. Dan kept us busy this year, so we came out of COVID fully charged, fully refreshed. Um, and and truth be told, with all of the bands going through what they were going through, whether it was you know illnesses, fear, venues closing down, whatever the case may be, we took advantage of that, and uh, that's where we really you know packed our toolbox um, full of songs. And then we got a couple of opportunities at some big venues, and it just opened a ton of doors for us. I think, Dan, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we played a minimum of two shows a week <laughs> since March. They hated wow. me for it, but wow. you know. we were beat. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, so looking at your uh, upcoming events here, I'm going to put them up on the screen for everybody to see here. So this is from the Bad Juju Cleveland Facebook page. You guys got the debut at El Cowboy, mm -hmm. and then you have the uh, – Bikers for Charity uh, team up for Harvest for Homeless. Which is going to be awesome if anyone can get out there and, and help out the, the charity in a good cause. We appreciate it. All right. And then uh, it looks like you're teaming up with a former sponsor of ours, the Doghouse, on November 27th uh, in Elyria. Yeah. My boy Eric, the owner, doing good things over there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's uh, a couple. Uh, so t tell me about this uh, charity uh, event that you guys are doing. As, as a member of the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters, we do a lot of charitable charitable events as well so uh what's harvest for homeless and uh the bikers for charity what? uh the cleveland bikers for charity has been around for quite a while they do a lot of different uh charitable events throughout the year for many different charities and they kind of sponsor them uh this being one of them and they reached out to us and said hey could you guys help us out and uh we said absolutely uh we have no squabbles about doing something that helps out. We've done a lot of charitable things in the past, different shows. Uh, we've done stuff for, wow, St. Jude and all kinds of different things that we give our time to, uh, not to mention all of our T-shirt sales that we sell to all of our shows. We donate every single penny of the profit from those uh, to Toys for Tots of Greater Cleveland every year. Awesome. And um, and we sell a lot of them. So. And um, and we this is our way of giving back. We kind of believe when you do good things, good things happen to you. 
And uh, we've kind of lived by that since this band was formed. And it seems to be working because we've had, had a lot of growth in, in the, the short amount of time that this band has been around. No, that, that's that's amazing, and I love doing the the charity the charity stuff. You know, so I mean? do we. Yeah, you know, um, we actually just did the uh, Cleveland uh, gaming uh, convention yesterday, and they were raising money for the United Cerebral Palsy of Greater Cleveland, nice. and uh, we as the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters were able to raise sixty dollars. Uh, just from stuff we were selling. Mm-hmm. And then we also donated a raffle basket full of Ghostbusters materials, including promotional materials for the new movie. And that generated another, I think they said two, three hundred dollars $300. It was one of the most popular baskets that they had there that day. So, nice. you know, I nice. uh, love doing stuff like that. It looks like you guys are also going to be at the, uh, cr- the Christmas celebration at My Corner Bar on Friday, December 17th. Yep, yep. We'll be doing that uh, December 17th. And then I think the next day, the 18th, and we're at Laporte for our Christmas show there. This will be the fifth year in a row that we've done a show there for the Christmas our, the Christmas show there. Awesome. Don't miss those. They're going to be Lots great of shows. holiday cheer. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Gifts, prizes. All, eggnog. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Body shots off of Dan. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not interested in the body shot. Me either, either, actually. But. Eggnog <laughs> is good. Eggnog is good, yes. I will give you guys that. There'll be a lot of good stuff going on. So out of the, the strangest requests that you guys have gotten, what do you think is probably the one that was, aside from like the Snoop Dogg that you said earlier, what do you, uh, what do you think would be the, the strangest request you guys have ever gotten? I mean, that Snoop Dogg one had to be, that's number one for sure. When I heard that, <laughs> I, my, I didn't even know how to respond. It's, I'm, I, I consider myself pretty witty, mm-hmm. and I'm a quick thinker. And when she said that, I mean, I, I just stood there with my mouth open and, and stuttered a few things, and I don't even know what I told her. <laughs> I was completely sober. I don't drink at my shows. So, right, right. Uh, she wasn't, but as much as I wanted to honor that request, um, you know, we, we script what we're doing, mm-hmm. truth be told. I mean, that's the way to keep it nice and smooth. We have a, yeah. we have a set. Now, we can, yeah. Yeah, we can veer part, from it. Yeah. But, uh, but, boy, Snoop Dogg from a 90s tribute band, that's that's a bit west of what we're used to. I had one one night. Uh, he actually came up at the right at the end of the night. I think we were down to like our last couple songs. Mm-hmm. A guy walks up to the stage and he looks at me. He goes, hey, you guys know any George Jones? And I looked at him. I said, what? He's like, do you know any George Jones? And I literally said to him, did you hear anything we played tonight? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, but I just wondered if you guys knew any. And I go, no, we don't. Wow. <laughs> George Jones. I was shocked. I mean, so I don't want to dis- I don't want to deter people from coming up and interacting with us. Obviously, with this, yeah. with this. But um, on breaks, depending on the length of the show and, mm-hmm. and uh, where we're at and stuff, we'll we'll schedule some breaks in too. Right, right, right. At which point we're selling T-shirts, we're interacting with the crowd, we're selling tickets, whatever the case may be. If anybody wants to hear something specific, um, if we're running sound, we have the ability to access, you know, any song we want. We can mm-hmm. play it. Just like you would in a jukebox, but we right, can't right. perform it. I mean, that you know, we practice a lot to do what we're doing, and I and I know anybody that is is a musician out there can attest to this. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, guys like uh, Dennis, our guitar player, mm. that guy Incredible. can free riff anything because he knows music that well. He's a living jukebox. But putting it together with a tempo and vocals, and you know what I mean, like a, a nice rhythm section. Next to impossible when somebody just comes up and shouts out something completely random like Snoop Dogg or George Jones. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite wild, actually. I was yeah. like, really? Wow. All right. So uh, Jimmy did say that uh, it went well and that the writing continues. I saw that. Congrats. 
Jimmy, uh, we met Jimmy at a show out in um, Sandusky, Sandusky yeah. the Barrel House, yeah. and um, the dude used to hang out with my little brother. My little brother has since passed, but uh, he used to hang out with my little brother, so it was really cool meeting him. And that's uh, Richard is another one. By the way, this is this is the coolest part about the band is the people you meet. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it, oh yeah, it's not just networking. Like these are friends. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Um, even the the Cleveland Bikers for Charity, there were. I don't know, probably a half dozen, maybe a dozen uh, representatives from from there at our last show uh, with Hinder. Mm-hmm. So you feel super supported. You meet a lot of awesome people, and uh, it just helps make you who you are. We wouldn't be anything without them. It's a great feeling to look out into a crowd when you're on stage and recognize faces. You might not always know every name, but you recognize the faces and that's a good feeling because you know those people came back to see you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to please a, a crowd on a given night, but when you can get someone to say, "Hey, I love that band, and I want to go see them over and over and over," right? Those are the best fans to have every single time. Even though Richard has really, really poor eyesight of late, <laughs> <laughs> based on the last comment that he just made. <laughs> just kidding, Richard. Yeah, thanks, Richard. <laughs> I saw. I just saw it. Um. Yeah, and you know what, and and so we play as much as we do. We played, like I said, two shows a week minimum, sometimes mm-hmm. three or more, uh, since March. And it's very difficult to practice. You don't really need it because you're playing that much, but it's very right. difficult to add new material. Yeah. Right. And this is the part of the year where we're going in and we're adding, you know, hours of new material, hours upon hours of new material into that toolbox. So that when all of the support that we get from, and we see a lot of the same faces at, at, at venues, and we appreciate it, and we love it, and that means that we're doing something right. Um, so we're going to be able to break out new material. And, you know, these guys seeing us for four years or more uh, or less, we, we trust them, and, and they'll tell us. They'll shoot us straight. Nope, not your best stuff. Cut it. And we, and we, and we trust them. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, obviously last year was hard on just – everybody and oh, yeah. and every business everything um so uh what was bad juju during doing during lockdown and during <laughs> that bad era when believe there was it just or not nothing going on believe it or not um during that whole time there was a lot i mean a lot of bands being canceled for shows and and stuff like that and surprisingly we actually stayed pretty busy we were still doing three or four shows a month uh, even through all that, and we wow. would get we would get messages from other musicians and, and bands that we know. Oh, you guys canceled tonight? And we're like, no, we're playing. And they're like, we got canceled. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but we're still playing. And mm-hmm. we actually kept pretty busy, you know, on top of our full time jobs. You know, we right, right. We stay pretty busy most of the year. The guys in the band. Um, the cool part about it is, is, you know, we all have the same vision. We all have the same love. So we love to get up there, and that's our drug. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we were going insane during COVID and uh, we would practice, but it doesn't have the same. It doesn't have the same high, if you will, as performing in front of a, a person, you know, or right, people. Right, right. And so we got together um, actually at my house and I reached out to the neighborhood HOA and I handed out flyers and things like that. And everybody was, you know, this is right in the heart of COVID when people had, hadn't been out of their house and two months um, and we put together a garage concert. So right in my driveway, awesome. we set up everything that was and a good time, yeah, people were opening their garages and sitting out in there and, and it was cool. And um, 
Luckily, you have an HOA that's okay with it. I know a lot of HOAs that where the the guys that run it are just fucking assholes. Oh, oh yeah, so <laughs> yeah, they were cool about it. I mean, they're pretty lax, you know, as long as we weren't breaking any uh, sound laws or noise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we did it early enough in the day where it wasn't going to wake anybody's kids up or anything like that. So. Yeah, some of the neighbors were pissed off, but what, for the most part, I'd say ninety eight percent of them enjoyed it. Um, you know, they were starving for something too, and and. Of you know, course. it was cool. Yeah. It was cool yeah. for us to get back out in front of people again. So where I'm going with this is that a lot of venues were struggling. A lot of the local businesses were struggling. Um, shout out to Lorraine Palace Theater. Oh, yeah. And Chris. Yeah. Chris out at the Lorraine Palace Theater. Um, historic theater, you know, huge capacity, probably a mm-hmm. 1,500 plus capacity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant shows. I know he's working on some big things right now. I don't want uh, to, to blow up a spot and divulge any of that yet, but... Um, you know, he's got some really big national acts there. So I somehow we got in touch with him, and um, I think through my other job. Long story short, he let us play there. We did it for free because, wow. you know, yeah. it's, it's a huge yeah. venue. Yeah, We wanted the opportunity, so we played there for free, and it went off very well, and um, it opened up a ton of other doors for us. You never know who's going to be there, and you never know who's going to. So we, we really took advantage and I think COVID springboarded us to where we are right now. Oh, yeah. That happened actually to us this summer. We were playing on Kelly's Island at the Caddy Shack and had someone come up and say, oh, my God, you guys are great. And she just so happened to be the person in charge of uh, the Cleveland uh, Twilight at the Zoo that they do every year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, she booked us next year for Twilight at the Zoo. So that's nice. going to be another awesome show. So, yeah, she just happened to meet in the right place, and we were in the right place, and we were able to come together and set something up for next year. You see, and that that's what I'm talking about, like, you know, making connections like that. I mean, yesterday when I was at the Cleveland Gaming Classic, I actually made another connection for Redline to where Redline is probably going to have a live remote from that uh, convention next year. Mm-hmm. You know, I just realized the brim of my head is green. So you can see through the brim of my hat because of the green screen. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, making those kinds of connections and everything is so important, you know. And, oh, yeah. Um, if there's any, um, I don't want to say independent um, musicians out there or rookie, but any musicians that are out there that are maybe struggling to get um, contacts or struggling to find like venues and things like that to book them. Do you have any advice for anybody like that? Yeah, call Dan. <laughs> <laughs> for a piece of the pie, Dan will get mm-hmm. you booked. But um, uh, we, uh, I think that for me, the key was to, one, be pro- proactive. Absolutely. Two, put out an amazing product. I mean, you got to be good in order to get a lot of these shows. Mm-hmm. You can't just you know throw a garage band together and, and think you're gonna jump on Rockin' on the River. It just is not no. gonna happen. Yeah. Um, so be diligent, be good at your craft, and be good people. Um, I've met a lot of musicians, I won't say any names, but mm-hmm. over the years of me doing this, been doing it a long time, but I've met a lot of musicians and some are really great, some not so much. Some have attitudes and egos and stuff like that. and. Luckily, I, I play with three guys that don't have any of that. We are all very personal guys. Anyone that comes to a show and comes up and talks to us, we talk to everybody. Um, you got to. You got to be kind. You got to be personable. And even all the venues that we play at, if you say, hey, what about Bad Juju? They're like, man, those guys are great guys. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I've never heard anything bad about you guys from Kevin at the local or any of the other places that, you know, I've been to before that you guys have been to uh, as well. You know, I mean, I. I you hey, know, Ray. 
you know, I try to keep a lot of connections in the bar community, you know, to help out guys like you. And, you know, uh, I have a, my friends, the singer for Jester's Revenge, you know, so I always try to you always want to help, in my personal opinion. You always want to help your friends first because when you have something that you need, like me with this oh, yeah. show, you know, you reach out to your friends and be like, you know, hey, can you support my show? And mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, so um, yeah, if I can, if I can just kind of expand on that a little bit, yeah, that's sure. the cool thing about being in this industry in mm-hmm. Cleveland. Um, there's a million places to go. There's a million places to go. It's not as cutthroat as you think it's going to be. There's mm-hmm. so much food that you know everybody's going to eat. Right. So if if there is a band, and far be it from from me or even us as a band to give advice on success because that's a relative term. Absolutely. But like, I would say stay humble, and you have to get up for every show. You have to. I don't. If you're playing for five people, you don't know who those five people are. Right. You don't know who's going to hear you. You don't know who's going to be in the audience. So you can't mail it in. You have to bring it every single time. Put on a performance like it was your last. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, you're going to be tired. You know, you play two, three gigs a week, you know, all summer, spring and summer into fall. You're, you're going to be exhausted. And there's very easy to mail in a gig and mail in a show. Um, you can't do that because you never know who's going to hear you. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of gigs at gigs. Oh, yeah. And just, uh, you know, have fun with it. You got to get out of your own head. I appreciate the comment there from, from Richard. Mm. He said that I was the most improved vocalist in Cleveland. And I appreciate that. And, and, I, and, I, and I look back and I attribute that to the guys in the band. And I was scared shitless. This is my first band. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm 40 years old. I was 36 when I joined and had no experience. Scared to death. When Chad came in to, uh, to audition for the band, I think I gave him like five songs. I said, have these five songs ready by Saturday. And he came in and I think we got about halfway through the first song. <laughs> and I said, Chad's our singer. And ever since then, I mean, I know he hates it sometimes, but I push him and I push him and I push him because I see it in him and I see the talent that he has. And I know he's got a little bit more. He's got a little bit more. And he keeps growing and growing and growing. And I mean, I wouldn't want anyone else for a front man, you know, and even Dennis, our guitar player, I mean, he's incredible and and the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And, And we just all gel really well together. And now Jason's starting to find his own groove in the band and, and uh, it's coming together really, really well. I actually like Richard's comment too, personally. He says, Dan, let's say Dan is sexy, just saying. That's All why right. I commented on his on I'll his take eyesight. that one. <laughs> I'll take that one. But, um, you I mean, you can see all the comments on here. Like, these are, these are, we know every single one of these guys and gals yeah. individually and, uh, just incredible amounts of support. You know what I mean? They, they keep us humble, but at the same time, they're the ones that juice us up and make us feel like, we can oh, take yeah. the stage at the Odeon with Hinder. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And we have great camaraderie with a lot of the bands in Cleveland, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I've tossed shows to several different bands that we were, you know, we were already busy. We already booked or whatever, whatever. And, and I'm like, hey, I know a band. And I'll reach out and say, hey, you guys interested? You know, and uh, I can't think of one band who wouldn't say that we were easy to get along with or, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is a big attribute, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it goes a long way. So why does Brian call you Merman? Because when I'm not on stage, uh, I'm in the water somewhere. I'm uh, I'm generally spending time in his hot tub, in the nude. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. 
<laughs> Gonna have to throw a flag on that one, Chad. All right. <laughs> it's dark. For what it's worth, it's dark. We don't turn any lights on, so nobody can see, you know. Right, right. I just uh, enjoy chilling in a hot tub. We feel old. Hey, you know, we are old, yeah, but yeah. we feel old after a show. Especially after We're a spent. show. Oh. If you have any roadies out there who would work for free, please contact me. <laughs> hey, I'm looking for producers for the radio station that'll work for free, too. So. That's the worst part of every single show. You know, you get to a show. Well, first you load all your stuff up. You drive to a show. You unload it. You set it up. You play for four hours. Then by that time, you're spent. And then you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I got to tear all this down and load it back up, take it home and unload it again. So, yeah, it's, it can be tough sometimes. And, and uh, you know, I'm a spring chicken. So, oh, yeah, no. You know, so after you do so many shows like we do, mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes the back's hurting and the, the legs are hurting. And, you know, so any free roadies, please call me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like now, uh, uh Think from a, a piece of advice that I learned from Metallica back in the 90s uh, when James got set on fire mm -hmm. in Montreal. Um, he said, if you're a roadie, always learn the band's songs because you never know when you might need to jump on stage and grab that's that true. guitar. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, one of their roadies actually had to do that for James when he set himself on fire in Montreal. That was I had a night one night where I was a little worried. I almost passed out on stage. And oh, no. Yeah. I was actually leaning up against a wall in order not to pass out. And mm -hmm. I was like, uh-oh. Because I don't, I never want to let the other guys in the band down. No, you know? yeah. Uh, that's one thing that gnaws in the back of my mind, you know, that I want to bring as much as I can to every show and never want to let my brothers and bad juju down. So, um, and I know all the other guys have the same kind of mentality. I think that's one reason why we gel so well. Not only on stage, but even off stage. You mm. know, we're friends off stage. We hang out, we talk, we, you know, Chad probably gets tired of me calling him, but, you know, I'm constantly keeping in contact with the guys in the band to see what's going on and see how everybody's doing. And if I feel like something might be on their mind or bugging them, I'll reach out to them and say, hey, bro, you all right? You know, because um, it's not just a band. You know, we, from day one, we've always called ourselves a band of brothers. Right. And we live by that. Mm -hmm. And to have that kind of camaraderie is, is a good feeling, you know. There's nothing I wouldn't do for any one of these guys in this band. And they would probably say the same thing. Nah. No, th that's amazing. And um, I do want to bring up the comment that Brian just put on here. He said, all kidding aside, Bad Juju helped me keep my sanity during COVID. They kept playing awesome. and was my only source of live music. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, we even did, I think, a live stream during that time, too. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. was, was different. I've never done a live stream playing and. Mm -hmm. It's weird to act like you're playing in front of a crowd when you're not. <laughs> you're just on a stage by yourself. So that was a little different. But um, we did yeah. it to, so that people could still see us. You know? Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. It, it kept our sanity too, Brian, so we absolutely. really appreciate it. Thank you. And then Jimmy said he's got you if you ever need to go down that he knows most of your guys' songs. So, <laughs> Yeah, I've never been on fire, but I have had to like... <laughs> I have I had to take a piss or something in the middle of a set, so you know Dennis or Dan will cover me and I'll just disappear for a minute. But we well we do our best, but yeah. we're no Chad, so but not on fire yet. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you know, and he was saying that the worst part about that for him was is they were in Montreal, 
So, you know, heavy French-speaking community up there in Montreal, Canada. And, um, you know, he's sitting backstage watching the skin bubble off his arm. And he's like, uh, can we get to a fucking hospital, please? <laughs> and, the, you know, all the people backstage, oh, yeah, hospital, yes, yes. And, you know, like, like they're not understanding what he's saying. Some guy walked by and peeled off four layers of his arm, too. Mm. And, it just, yeah, it wow. was a horrible, horrible situation for them. And then they were on tour with Guns N' Roses. And they went to uh, Axel and um, Slash, and they're like, can you guys go out there and put on a four-hour blistering set? Our singer and lead guitarist is on the way to the hospital. That's crazy. And they're like, yeah, sure. They went out there, played two songs, jumped off the stage. Oh, and by the way, from when I said I almost passed out on stage, mm -hmm. it was not from drinking or anything. It was, <laughs> it was an actual medical It issue, gets hot so. up there on them <laughs> stages, man. You know, it, it gets real hot up on them stages with all the lights. And oh, it does sometimes, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be cold, and yeah. you're still sweating, uh -huh. you know, because you're moving around and you're, you know, doing everything else, and then you add the light factor into it and stuff. And sometimes I'm like, man, I'm actually sweating. Everyone's like, I'm cold, you know. And it can be uh, tiresome, especially with a schedule like ours. We, like I said, we, or like Chad said, we don't. We I work them pretty hard most of the time. <laughs> so having yeah having again, this is my first band. I've been with these guys in January. It'll be four years. And I didn't, um, I guess, I guess I didn't know how physically demanding it, it would be. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I feel so old when I get done. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But, you know, again, that's, that's where the energy comes in. And that's where all the people that are making comments and all the fans and stuff, you know what I mean? They come in, you, you hear some claps, you hear some cheers, and all of a sudden, boom, there goes your adrenaline. You're good to go. And uh, I'll deal with the consequences later. So, it's, oh, yeah. oh yeah, Richard, yes, to your comment there, Sponge is up next December fourth. And uh, you guys did a show in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah, uh, Hard Rock in Pittsburgh. Um, it was okay. We're gonna get some local support for the next one, so stay tuned for that. I think you're gonna see another one of those coming up. Hopefully. Yeah, we're gonna be doing a music festival there next year. It's called Vibes Under the Bridge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll be doing that next summer. Nice. I go to Pittsburgh four times a year. Obviously, a you know I'm a Steelers fan, just like Dave is, you know. But um, they do a one of the best comic cons, hands down, is in Pittsburgh. And every time I go there, you know, obviously everybody sees the license plate, you know, Ohio and blah blah blah, and they're like, right. oh, you know, da da da, giving me the jokes about the the team that plays here and everything. But you know, other than that, you know, once they razz you a little bit from being from this area, <laughs> they're awesome people. Like the people in Pittsburgh are amazing. Um, how was your guys' reception in Pittsburgh being from Cleveland? Well, we all wore Browns underwear and uh, <laughs> not brown underwear. That's a whole different thing. But Browns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Underwear. And uh, yeah, it was cool. We were received well. I Good. think we're going to be doing a show uh, up in New York next year, too. So awesome. that's going to be pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, so how did um, the Hinder show come about? Um, yeah, so again, shout out to Matt Mitchell. I know he's got his hands in many, many things, and, and uh, he actually just opened a bar right next door uh, called Down the Rabbit Hole, right next door to the Odeon. Yeah, I heard about that place, yeah. Um, so I met Matt. Matt used to be a manager. I'm not a, I hope I can shout these out, and these aren't like you know trademarked or something, but Matt was a sound engineer at uh, Guitar Center. Okay. So he has accumulated a lot of my paychecks over the years. And, and mine uh, as well. <laughs> yeah, so he left there and uh, 
in conjunction with working sound for the Odeon. Mm -hmm. So he's always been networked with the Odeon. And, I, and of course, we maintain a friendship and, and talk music and talk shop. And like I said, one day I reached out to him uh, just at random. And I said, hey, man, you know, why haven't you booked us? And he said he couldn't afford us. And I jokingly said, you know, I'll play there for a grilled cheese, man. Uh, let's set something up. So we put a contract together and, uh, you know, our pay and our lineup and stuff was going to be based on ticket sales. And like I said, these guys came out in, in full force. All of our fans came out in full force. Thank you to all of you. Yeah. Yeah. The energy. I mean, you could feel it. Mm -hmm. Not to take away from the opening bands because they were all incredible, um, but they didn't have the support. It was almost like you felt like there was an anticipation, right? People were waiting for us to get up on stage, which was unique in itself because we were the only non-original band there. We were a cover band and everybody else was putting out original music. So people were intently listening, but there just wasn't that energy in there. Mm. Uh, we got up on stage, the lights went down and the place went nuts, nuts. Um, it's gotta be a great feeling. It was, they were jumping up and down. They were completely into the show, which, which was a great feeling. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we got cut a little bit short. We had a set list planned out, and we had some time, and uh, we were uh, cut, I believe, eight minutes short, uh, which cost us a song or two. Um, you know, we weren't thrilled about that, but it, upon examining that now, we look at that as that's a testament to us doing our job very well. Mm -hmm. So the energy in the place wasn't all that great. We get up on stage. Everybody's charged up. Everybody's pumped up. Of course, our job is to get everybody ready and prepared and increase the energy for, for hinder. I mean, right. they're a national, you know, act. And, uh, at which point, once we did that in hinder, whose dressing room is right above the stage, mm. they felt it, they heard it, they radioed down and said, cut them off. We're ready to go. It's just a byproduct of us doing our job very well. We were pumping up hinder. We were getting people charged up for hinder. We shouted them out a bunch of times. Um, and of course you could feel the energy was just completely changed. It was palpable. Yeah. Uh, so Richard asked, and this was actually going to be my next question. And then after that, we're going to take about a, a seven to eight minute break. Um, uh, did you meet the, any of the other bands or hinder? And were any of them, did they say anything nice? Uh, I talked to at least one person from every band. Um, most of them were pretty nice, especially the openers. Uh, they were all really nice guys and gals. And uh, hinder themselves, I talked to uh, one of the guitar players and the bass player. They were both really cool dudes. Uh, the rest of the band, not so much. But <laughs> You'll have that. I, yeah, I think they were stuck up in the cloud a little bit, you know. And I was uh, fortunate enough to meet the new lead singer, whose name escapes me right now. Uh, but that's not the original lead singer of Hinder, mm -hmm. and, I, and I met him. He was actually backstage doing his own um, his own patches, his own uh, backing tracks and stuff that they utilize. He was loading those into his computer, so he didn't have anybody doing that for him. He was doing it himself, down to earth, personable. They're all cool guys, from what I understand. They're all from Oklahoma City. And they're just happy to be out performing as well. So they're tired. You know, right. they went they went from city to city to city. I think the night after Cleveland, they were going to Chicago. So they had a long uh, they have a long weekend, obviously. But yeah, they were cool. Didn't want to do that yet. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> 
just trying to get it up so that when we go hey, to break, do, I can do it whenever you're ready, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to go to break here for uh, just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to start with a five minute track actually from Bad Juju. This is them playing Far Behind. You heard a piece of it um, on the trailer that I put out from Spook Central announcing that these guys were going to be here. Uh, so when we come back, uh, we'll talk more about Bad Juju with some of their influences and some of the bands that make them. Um, made them who they are today and everything like that so when we come back that'll be what we talk to with uh chad and dan from bad juju uh enjoy this performance of um far behind from them at, while we are on break thank you there we go Can't believe that game ended in a freaking tie, man. Someone says, I can hear you. <laughs> All right, I won my bet. Detroit, Detroit the points. Detroit won? No, no it was a tie. It was a color tie. That was a sad thing, man. Cool. <laughs> Detroit. Not as sad as the Browns. Dude, they're 0 and 8. <laughs> well, now they're 8 and 1. I don't care what they're. Uh... Oh, eight one. Listening to Dennis and Solo. How are you guys liking it so far? Awesome. Awesome. Thank Dennis you. is a bad mofo, man. Boy, rips it. All right, come chat. I think they can hear. I know, I said no, no. I think they can hear Dan too, though. Wow, I said no, no. They can hear you. Huh? They can hear you. No, they can't. Yeah, they can't. He's got to mute it. No. No, it's coming through. It's I coming think. Coming through. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, Play one more song from my sponsor here. Cool. 
Guys that books at uh, Odeon was in this band. Psych Wars? Yeah. Chris Stark? Chris. Chris is actually part over you. How many times are you going to say that? going to come back uh, a little bit early from break since um for some reason our new software doesn't like to pick up audio from uh just the regular computer like it did before but anyway we are back here with uh bad juju uh and uh so you guys uh actually that that last band that was playing there psych ward uh they're my musical sponsor for money's crazy mind uh shout out to chris and randy and obviously uh damien as well even though he's in florida now uh, lucky bastard with all the sunshine <laughs> instead of the crappy shit snow we have here. Uh, so, um, what are some of the influences of uh, Bad Juju that you guys um, obviously bring to your uh, uh, music and everything like that? Well, let me just say that Shit Snow is a great name for a band, as you just said. <laughs> so, stay tuned for that. Um, <laughs> Influences. I think we all have individual influences, right? So, I mean, I, I I have very fond memories growing up as a child. my my influences are just everything you know uh, i have i just have a general love of music right uh the feet cut there for a second uh so one one more time with that statement I'm yeah sorry. sure no problem um as far as musical influences go i mean it's it's a wide variety um i love of course finding out finding all new types of music uh some of the bands that we heard over the weekend um over at uh, the odeon mm -hmm. You know, those were they were pretty inspiring, and 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 some of the synth sounds and the guitar, the way they play their guitars and things like that. I wanted to take that back and and see if we could somehow, you know, do something similar. But uh, like I said, growing up, um, I have very fond memories of getting in the car with my dad, and and we'd play name that tune, you know, before it was right. all digital and and you could see it on the screen. So I've heard everything. 
I, I draw inspiration from from every genre. Yeah, for me, I'm the same way. My mom was a big big help with my influences. Mm-hmm. Um, she listened to all kinds of different music. So I grew up listening to a lot of, you know, 50s, 60s, Motown, doo-wop, car hop, you know, and then she was a, a big country lover, and I grew up with a lot of country. And then when I got to be a little older, you know, I had older brothers and sisters that were into the rock scene. Mm-hmm. And I so I kind of drew some stuff from them because they would be playing it. And, and then when I decided to start playing bass, you know, I just kind of jumped right into the rock scene. But mainly when I was growing up as far as playing wise, you know, I grew up in a time of, you know, hair metal and all that kind of stuff. And and so that was a lot of, of uh, what I grew up listening to as far as influences playing bass. Um, probably some of my top influences would be uh, Billy Sheehan, um, Michael Anthony from Van Halen, uh, Muzz Skillins. Uh, those are probably some of my, my top influences as far as playing bass okay uh so um for the other members of the band you know any of their influences or anything like that like like do do musical influences um help in your decision of of who's gonna would be in the band like if you ever needed to change another guitarist or a drummer or anything like that not really i think you know being one of the musicians not that Chaz, not but Mm -hmm. someone who actually plays an instrument i think um I don't think anyone emulates anyone. I think you learn bits, and I know I have bits and pieces from all kinds of genres, and you create right. your your own sound. Mm. Um, I think one of Dennis's uh, biggest influences was Barry Manilow, but I'm just joking. But um, <laughs> yeah, and but, I just so happen to know that Jason, being a Canadian, uh, is a diehard Justin Bieber fan. <laughs> I think he's that's tied with Celine Dion. I think. Mm. But, but Dennis is, is literally like a walking jukebox. The guy just can rip through all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, right. where the heck do you learn that from? You know, and oh, I used to be in this band, or I used to be in this band, or I used to do this, and he used to do that. And he's an incredible guitarist. If you've never gotten to see Dennis or when we perform, pay a little closer attention to him. The guy is an incredible guitar player. And his uh, stage presence, like I said, he, <laughs> he can be a wild man from time to time. Yeah, and, and, and to kind of answer your question, I, I don't, our selection of, of who's going to be in the band, et cetera, if, if it ever, you know, if we ever have to go through that process again, their their inspiration, I don't think would have any effect on what they do. Their inspiration could potentially have an effect on their style of play. But if, if you know, they're going to grow with us, that style of play could, you know, could uh, morph into something else. And, and that's where you find your individualism. Right. I think it more comes down to basically two things, really. One, how well do you play, obviously, mm-hmm. and two, what your personality is. Right. We don't want a bunch of egomaniacs. We don't, you know what I mean? That's just not us. We're mm-hmm. all very, very laid back guys, and we, and we, we you know, we have to have somebody who's kind of like us. You know, we don't want pompous and arrogant, and you know, we don't want that. So, um, not only does it come down to skill level but it comes down to personality as well um and how well you're going to be able to, to gel with the rest of the band yeah we pre- right. we prefer immaturity yeah we like to joke and have fun and we well, bust each other's balls and you know we have a good time yeah and if you can't handle it then it's probably not a good fit but 
Because right. I'm constantly messing with Chad, and he'll mess with me, and you know we just kind of goof off on each other all the time, and we know it's all in good fun, and no one mm. takes it personally. So, yeah, no, I 100 agree with you guys. I mean, you know, you you see it so many times in the music business. I mean, not just on you know the cover band level or anything like that, but I mean, even you know Metallica with Jason Newstead having to exit the band, mm-hmm. uh, the unfortunate death of Cliff Burton when Jason joined the band, uh, even the fallout with Dave Mustaine where he pissed on some dude in a bar you know back before kirk hammett was even in the Mm -hmm. band and all that you know you hear all those stories about everything and you know i mean have you ever guys ever had a negative interaction with a member of the band that you guys were just like this isn't working out like you can't pee on somebody in the middle of a of a bar and expect to remain in the band no comment (laughs) i'm gonna say not in this band no okay we've been very fortunate to not only have a of you know guys that were good musicians Mm -hmm. but they were also good guys too we've been very fortunate um in the guys who've been in the in the quote juju family which Mm -hmm. are still in our family who right you know um they've always been good dudes and we've never had any of those issues at all we never really even fight we don't do anything like that sometimes we have difference of opinions or you know different things you might want to do versus what i want to do but we have no issues you know talking them out figuring out what we want to do moving the band forward and and it never comes to like an issue where it's you know screaming and hollering and fist throwing or anything like that that's always a plus you know it might be you know i want to do this song and and maybe not just doesn't fit this band or you know, we've all had that. You know, Chad's wanted to do a song that the rest of us didn't feel would work, or I wanted to do a song that the rest of the guys didn't feel worked. And and we always say, well, let's give it a shot. You know, pretty much anyone who suggests something in the band, we give it a shot, and we try it out. If it works, it, we keep it. If it doesn't, we shelve it, you know, because at the end of the day, it's about the crowd. It's not about right. us. You know, we're we're paid performers. Right. And our job is to please the crowd at whatever venue we're at. So... Um, if we were doing it to please ourselves wholeheartedly, mm. we'd be an original band. Right, know? right, right, right. I mean, we have to like what we're doing, don't get me wrong, but you know, but sometimes it might not be my favorite song to do, or oh. you know, same with Chad, you know, it might be a song he it's not his favorite thing to do, but we do it because you know the crowd wants to hear it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't fight over anything weird. There's no ego issues or anything like that Uh, any any disputes we've ever had i think come from a good place you know i've i've been no i've had a temper tantrum or two over the past couple of years because you know i felt we didn't perform (laughs) a specific song or uh, at a at a specific venue up to our standards or my standard in that particular case like we are our own worst critics and um i've walked away from shows feeling good but i'm certainly not content with where we're at right we want more i want more yeah no and and, you know and that i think is the is the level of a great musician is it's like okay we're here but we can be here and what is it going to take for me to get from point a to point z like right. you're always thinking ahead of where you need to go and everything like that. That's our constant focus. It's what can we do to take us to the next level, to take us to the next level, to take us to the next level. Yeah. Chad and I constantly, we actually talk about that. So, 
Um, we're constantly thinking, what can we do to make this band better to get us to the next level, the next venue or, or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so going back to, uh, original music, you guys had thought about maybe trying some original music in the past and everything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, what is it that like, what kind of sound would you guys want to do if you did original music? It, It would be bad juju sound. Yeah. That's a tough question to answer. Um, because I don't think it emulates anything. I mean, that's that's probably where you're going to notice any inspirations coming in, but mm-hmm. I, it, it's unique. So I don't know how you it's going to fit the genre of rock. Right, right. But. um, Yeah, it's going to be unique in the sense that we all get to put our own stank on it. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to notice your you know, all of the ingredients are going to come together to form a nice, delicious sound. Uh, again, it'll fit into the rock category, but as far as who would I say it sounds like, I don't know that there you can. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna have a nice mix of everything of everything that that you know we I don't know how to describe it other than uh, everything other than what we add. I mean, right, you right, might right. be able to pick up some hints of Pearl Jam or some hints of hell, even Motown, or you might be able to you know it, it it's gonna come from everywhere. Right. No. And that's that's, you know, kind of the answer that I thought we were going to get. You know, I mean, with as diverse of a, of a playlist if you as you guys have, I'm looking through some of your uh, videos here. I mean, Bittersweet Symphony, Purple Rain, All For You. You know, I mean, and the, like when you guys say 90s, that's as 90s as it gets. I mean, Hey, Jealousy, Hey, Jealousy, right. you, the way you guys do Hey, Jealousy is amazing. I love it. Thank you. Uh, 3 a.m. by uh, uh Matchbox 20. That's always a crowd favorite. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, th- there's a lot of stuff in your guys' repertoire that you guys can can lean to, you know, mm-hmm. if you ever did ever get to that point where you wanted to do an original song. Um, and my guess is you'd probably hear a little bit of that and in, mm-hmm. in stuff that we would do, you know, original-wise. You'd probably right. hear a little bit of all that stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And that would be that would be amazing, you know, and, you know, leaning towards those influences that you guys have too. obviously, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, know uh, Chad does a lot of writing on his own mm -hmm. writing material. And I've done quite a bit in my past too, writing different songs and material and stuff. And I know we both have a lot of ideas in our heads and I'm sure the other guys do, too. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure we'll get to that point at some day where we actually sit down and and say, hey, let's do something, you know, that we can put out know it's our crowd and stuff but um don't know when that will be exactly um chad keeps me busy working so of course of course okay. we're pretty spontaneous so basically the rule of thumb is you just got to come to every show right and you never know if we're going to sprinkle in two three original songs mm. or something completely off the wall i mean it's just depends on what hair we get up our ass that week you know <laughs> <laughs> true uh, so I hope I'm pronouncing the name right here. Uh, Lucia said, what I love is that you guys can go from Candlebox to Prince to Billy Idol, which makes uh, for me uh, makes it that much better. We appreciate that. And yeah. then, uh, Georgia Richard's said, wife. oh, OK. <laughs> uh, Georgia said, oh, look at Chad Moon right there. Happy belated 246th birthday and happy Veterans Day. <laughs> Semper Fi, Georgia. Yes. The Marine Corps yeah. birthday was 10 November. Chad is a, a former Marine. I guess you say oh, much. Thank once you Marine, much. always a Marine. But oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank and, you very uh, much for your service. Of course. Yeah, so thank you, thank you, everybody. It's yeah, an honor. 
we keep that in our minds too. And that's that's another reason why we we donate, you know, our money to Toys for Tots. Because Marines are always involved with Toys for Tots, and uh, I've been involved with them for a lot of years. And between that and you know the influence with Chad being a former Marine, it's kind of, you know that's that's what we want to do. And um, like I said, we donate every penny of the profits to to the charity. And um, not so much last year because uh, last year was kind of a bummer. But right, yeah. The year before, I think we gave was it about a thousand dollars last. The year before, last year wasn't quite as much, but this year is definitely a record breaker. I think the last time I checked, we're right around twenty eight hundred bucks that we wow. put away. So yeah, that's amazing. That's all from t shirt sales. Yeah. So thank you to everyone who's ever purchased any merch from us because it's going to a good cause and we'll always have them available. So awesome, awesome. Um, we want to help out as much as we can. Uh, Richard also said, love to see an original lot of you guys, especially, or even all the other bands I'm friends with around, uh, dirt, Billy likes soda, grunge DNA, you know, all great bands out there too. You know, uh, there's a dirt. lot of good musicians out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan Giles from dirt actually has a show here on uh red line radio called the dirt sheet. Mm-hmm. That should be coming back in January. Or, yeah. January. I think Dan is going to be bringing that back. Uh, Billy likes soda. I've heard them through the kitchen walls at, uh, at the local a few times. They're pretty good grunge. I know those guys quite well. A friend of mine used to be a backup bass player for them. Never heard of gen X though. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I'm not a Gen X is is comprised of actually one of our former members and oh, okay. a couple members of Grunge DNA, former members of Grunge DNA. So they're oh. around too. They get around. Mm-hmm. Um, all good bands and the Dirt guys, by the way. Mm-hmm. Don't let their scary look fool you. Oh, those no. are the Dan, sweetest guy. Dog, they are, are the sweetest guys I've ever met. They are good dudes. Yeah, Love yeah. all those guys. Actually, Dan was looking for a, a couple old CDs from a band back in the eighties. Uh, band was called Badlands. I don't know if you remember them or not. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're obviously not in print anymore. Mm-mm. And he said something about it on Facebook one day. And I said, "Hey, dude, I have all those albums." So I made him copies and dropped them off at his house. I like a week ago, I think. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Dan Giles, man. I, yeah, I miss, I miss that guy. Uh, the dirt sheet uh, should be coming back next year. Uh, he took a break to get married and uh, mm-hmm. spend some time with his wife. And I know that dirt was going through some problems with uh, some band members leaving as well. So, uh, but no, I mean, I love dirt. I've seen those guys quite a few times, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, all friends in the, in the music community, you know, like I said. Um, so, if there's one band out there Ooh, that, you, that you guys would love to either even co-headline with or uh, open up for, who would it be? Mm. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be two completely <laughs> that, different that, answers. That's a hard question that, to uh, answer because there's so many good ones, um, especially from, you know, the 90s, which would, is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um for me, I mean, I would really love to do a show with live, to be honest with you. I mean, they're one of my favorite bands from the 90s, to be honest. They were great, great musicians and great music came out of them. I know they had quite a few hits, but there was a lot of stuff that didn't become hits that was great music. And I'd love to do a show with those guys. Yeah, the, my first answer would have been Britney Spears, but now I'm rethinking <laughs> it. Debbie um, Gibson. Yeah. And that's tough. That's a tough question because, I mean, I even love a lot of the local uh, musicians around here. I'd love to. Mm-hmm. We did a show with Grunge DNA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe Dirt, maybe Billy Likes Soda, maybe Gen X, Wink, Wink. 
Never uh, know. But as far as like, if watching. you could choose from anybody, I'd have to say past, present, or future. Maybe mm. Boston, Elvis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a. I'm not prepared for that question. I mean, wow. that's a. The, the music that I so listened long. to was so weird that it, I don't think it would be a good fit. But I'd love to play. You know, Cold, I'm a Coldplay fan. I'm a huge Coldplay. Okay. Fan. It's not so much their their modern music <laughs> stuff. <laughs> the look Dan just gave you was classic. Yeah. <laughs> we their older stuff. About it all I love time. Euro, I love Euro rock. You know what I yeah. mean? U two, Radiohead. Uh, yeah. So any one of those. That list is very long. That's a long like, list. I would love to do a show with Live or Candlebox or. You know, many of them. It's just kind of hard to say. But Sponge. Yeah, we'd love to do a show with Sponge. Oh, we are. Oh, yeah, December 4th. <laughs> At the Odeon. <laughs> Shameless uh, plug. Uh, we will definitely make it available uh, on the Redline Radio page for people to reach out to you guys to get tickets for that and everything. I know we were trying to do a ticket giveaway for the Hinder show that didn't work out the way we hoped it would um but i guess that's what we get for doing it on the Steelers show but <laughs> ooh, hey we will have a uh, link here very soon where assuming somebody doesn't want to isn't going to be able to come to a show or they don't want to physically purchase the tickets they can just click on the link buy the tickets online with their credit card yep. directly awesome. from the od and, and we'll still get credit for it yeah. so or they can contact us through facebook and we'll get them to you one way or another whether we drop them off to you or we mail them to you or whatever we'll get them to you all right uh Lucia followed up with a uh, live in concert are amazing. They opened for counting crows. Mm -hmm. I I'd have rather had it be bad juju and live, but counting crows was awful. I was at that same <laughs> show. I was at that they same awful, show. Huh? And uh, yeah, they didn't even do a lot of their top hits. Wow. Live stole wow. that show for sure. Yeah. I like live. They're a great band. You know, right. And if you're a band like counting crows or even live, even, I mean, you have to do your hits. Right. Right. I mean, it's a given. Mm hmm. Also, real quick, um, if you're going to get get tickets to the Sponge Show and you want to show up in a bad juju shirt, you can contact us through Messenger and we'll get one to you as well. All right. Well, there you guys go. Merch hands out, concert ticket hand out, you know. Keep it, it going. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, and one thing that I would like to do, and this is something that I've been trying to talk to Dave about, is definitely maybe doing a live remote where we can possibly stream your concerts live on, on Redline. I'm sure we can probably make something happen. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and we were talking about uh, Chris earlier, one of the bookers at the Odeon. Um, you know, I'm I'm really good friends with Chris, so I'm sure maybe we can make something happen with that. I'm sure we'd have to get Sponge's permission to play them, but I mean, if we can at least stream the bad juju part of it. Mm -hmm. you know? um, so, you know, the, you guys had the hinder, now you guys are working with, with Sponge. Are there any other uh, big name bands that you guys are going to be uh, teaming up with in the near future that you guys are allowed to talk about judging by the looks on the faces stay tuned yeah i don't think we're quite allowed yet but um definitely stay tuned yeah we got some contract negotiations going on for some really big bands uh and truth be told not to put them in like order of importance but mm. uh i would say bigger than sponge and bigger than um hinder hinder Wow. Well, okay. So trying to get uh, uh, some uh, updated information out of uh, Bad Juju, and I was denied. So. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you guys are obviously loving everything that you guys are doing out there in the music scene. Is there anything that you guys would want to change that you hmm. that would make either either the the fan experience or maybe just your guys's experience uh, that much better? Like to see a lot more fans. 
I mean, the bigger the crowd, the more energy, the the more fun it is. So, yeah, I was um, I was going the same same direction. Not to throw mm. politics out there because I know the whole COVID thing is still a concern, and you know I understand people's concerns and and oh uh, yeah, but I'd like the return to some sort of normalcy. There's mm. definitely there's definitely smaller crowds um, than what we experienced even even a couple of years ago. Yeah. So it I'd love so to scary. see more people come out. Um, and the other thing I'd like to see, truth be told, we're nothing without the fans. Right. I, I would like more of um, rather than just shouting out a random request every now and again that that um, we may or we may not remember, you know, a little bit more back and forth on our Facebook page. Dan, yeah. Dan is very interactive with our social media. So if somebody has a suggestion, if somebody wants to throw something out there, ideas, maybe just, you know, another set of eyes, basically. Yeah. A lot of times when you come up to us at a show and, and hey, do you guys know this? Or, hey, I'd love to hear you guys do that. And, you know, we've had five, six, seven, 20 drinks or whatever. And so, <laughs> sometimes you just don't remember the next day, you know, and, right. and uh, or we don't even hear you sometimes because it's so mm -hmm. loud on stage or whatever that you're like, okay, I kind of think I know what they said, but not sure, you know, and you can't stop playing and say, hey, what did you say? You know, so, um, yeah, a lot of interaction. You know, ask us questions. You know, we're always on online. We always answer back and um, respond back to people because, like Chad said, you know, your fan base is, is the heart and soul of what you do. Oh, so, yeah, 1 million percent. Um, you know, without the fans, we don't exist. Right. You know, you know we just I, I just want I, I would like some more interaction. I challenge everybody out there, whether it is corresponding with stuff that they want to hear or see. Hell, even if it's just constructive criticism. Yeah, I'd love to have some more videos and pictures because a lot of times we're, we're not in a headspace where we can you know we're focused on our performance we're not focused on it goes by so quick that sometimes being able to to physically look back at those memories videos and pictures is really nice um mm -hmm. because again you're just you're doing your thing you're doing your job and the next thing you know it's over and, and it's passed you by so to be able to reflect on something like that would be would be really cool. So I'd love to see a little bit more interaction from. Yeah, if you uh, have if you've been to one of our shows and you've taken pictures or, or recorded <laughs> stuff, send it to us. We'd love to hear it because a lot of times you know you go back and listen to yourself and you realize, oh, I made a mistake there, yeah, yeah. or mm -hmm. you know, then then you can correct that for the next show. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you have to take a step back and watch. Oh, yeah. You know, I play you know. back every single episode of my show just to make sure that everything was on par with what I wanted to do. And yeah, so interact like with us. You know, like Chad said, if you just want to say, hey, if you got videos or pictures of, of a show we were doing, send them to us. Or yeah. if you have any requests or, man, I think you guys just sound good doing this or whatever. Or, hey, I want tickets to the Sponge Show. Or I would love a bad Juju shirt or you know, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. get a hold of us. We're very, uh, very active on social media. And we are are very uh, interactable, you know. We're really laid back guys, and and we'll say, "Hey, right back to you," you know. That's that's how we are. And then the other thing, the final thing that we would like to have happen is uh, one uh, one of a couple of our fans had a baby together, and they were supposed to name the baby Bad Juju was supposed to be the middle name, <laughs> and they didn't do it. Oh. So anybody that's going to have any children coming up here, uh, yeah, if you guys could throw. Bad Juju is the middle name. Yeah. And to jump ahead real quick, I'm looking at these comments. It says, do you have a New Year's show? Yes, yeah. we do, as a matter of fact. We do. I don't know the schedule off here. Yeah, so on January 1st, oh, yeah. we will be at Barrel House Saloon in um, Sandusky. Awesome venue. I don't oh, know if yeah. you guys have ever been there, but they basically put the band up in the rafters. And, uh, you know, we're 20 feet above everybody. 
and it's great sound. Mm-hmm. Um, Real good sound. Great energy. Great place. That's already around where they are right where they have bike week every year. Um, their house so, is really a fun yeah, place. I just right put on the it up on the screen for everybody. So there you go. January 1st, 2022 at the mm-hmm. Barrel House Saloon. And then you guys are doing Smedley's on uh, yep. Jan 7. A little, little intimate show there. And then the Harvest Saloon on the 21st. And Time Warp. Yeah, that's a new place for us coming this year. Yeah. Yeah. They have a couple of shows there this year. All right. So uh, Jimmy said that he just sent a picture from the Barrel House Saloon, actually. Nice. Um, my next dog totally naming it Bad Juju. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, At least Juju. Oh, yeah. He did send a picture here. I don't know that it would. Is that That's of us. That's actually where uh, where I saw Jimmy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nice. I don't know how I would be able to show this or if I could show this to the camera. I'm not sure how that would work, but it's uh, I could just send it to you. Yeah, yeah that'll work. And then I can download it and put it up. Um, but yeah, so uh, and then uh, Richard also said would love for you guys to do a social distortion song. Okay. I think Chad would kill it. Any yeah. social distortion ideas coming up? From and there's you? actually some new pictures of us from the Hinder show, actually, or on our web or our uh, Facebook page that we posted. So you can check those out, too. Uh, so Chad sent it to the Redline Radio. Social awesome. distortion, huh? That would be. Uh, listen, I'm really, I'm, I'm willing to try anything. Oh yeah, if the crowd wants to hear it and we think it's going to go over well, we'll try anything. And we play it a few times, and uh, if it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, then we. So that's the view it, but... of you guys from uh, Harvest Saloon, the Barrel House, our Barrel House. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's up in the rafters. That was when it was. Uh, it was probably every bit of 95 degrees that day, so it was oh a little toasty God, up there. miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a really cool venue. He does rise. He does rise. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. Um, I think uh, Dirt played there not too long ago. Uh, I think so, a couple weeks ago or so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, and then they actually had a video of uh, the view from mm-hmm. shooting down from there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I could do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit afraid of heights, but... Uh, so it, um, you guys had said that you know, there's not one band that you guys would love to play with. Has there ever been a band that you guys have played with that you don't want to play with ever again? I mean, not not to put it out there, but I mean. I can't think of one that, we, that we've played with that uh, I wouldn't want to play with again. Um, I've met a few people in bands that. I didn't care to play with again, but not so much the band itself, but yeah, you know, but individuals, from, yeah, individual, yeah. you know, as far as personality wise or whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, but I think that you, you know, you just do what you need to do. You know, we're bad juju and we go out and we do what bad juju does, you know, hopefully we, it's what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but, uh, we just concentrate on ourselves. You know, that's our focus is, it's taking bad juju to the next level and you know and putting on a great performance and playing some good music that's what we're focused on awesome yeah no for sure um is there ever uh so kind of back to the to the you know if there's one band that you guys would ever want to open up for or play with or anything like that is there one venue that you guys haven't gotten yet that you would love to be able to tear the roof off of rocket mortgage field house <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I, listen, I I just thought of another uh, answer. By the way, okay. The band that I would like to play with is Pearl Jam. Ah, okay. Pearl Jam or Foo Fighters, I think that would be fun. Both Hall of Fame oh, acts. Definitely, yeah. Um, and the venue that I'm dying to play at that we have not yet, and Grunge has, and I'm super jealous. Um, oh, I know what you're gonna say. 
House of Blues. House of Blues, man. House of Blues. I saw Cleveland. Fozzie there. We have just not been able to get in there. So if anybody knows any connections there, please get a hold of us. Uh, we'd love to do something there. Uh, for whatever reason, we just have not been able to get in there. But yeah, I, I saw Chris Jericho's band, Fozzie, there. They're was, actually incredible. Yeah. They are great. Yeah. And Jericho had a little bit of a muffin top poking out of that vest thing he was wearing. <laughs> but, you know, it's still a great time. It's still Chris Jericho, man. I mean, you right. have to give Jericho all the credit in the world for, you know, going out there and doing what he's doing, not just musically, but wrestling-wise, too. I mean, he's still a full-time player out there. Right, right. You know, um, so would that be a band that you guys would ever want to maybe Absolutely. try to hook up with? Is uh, Fozzie? Yeah, why Absolutely. Not? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, but I kind of have to agree with Chad and I. He said House of Blues. I'd love to do. Yeah, uh, obviously that, that Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we've but, been uh, very fortunate. A lot of a lot of those venues that have been on our hot list or list of uh, aspirations of places that we've wanted to play. Mm -hmm. You know, we were able to knock a lot of those out this year. Uh, yeah. Rocking on the river was a is a pinnacle. Yeah, and um, River Rock at the Amp. River Rock at the Amp. We did. Yeah, it's incredible venue. That's basically the East Side's version of Rocking on the River. Right. River right. Rock at the Amp. We got to play there. Lock Three in Akron. Oh, we're kind of a staple there. Yeah. Um, so we were able to knock out uh, Nautica. Would be cool too. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the little pavilion down there would be awesome. That'd I'd be like awesome, to play there. Yeah. It very closely resembles Lock Three type of uh, type mm -hmm. of a setting, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I mean, but at the same time, dude, I'll come over and play in your grandma's closet if that's what you want. <laughs> if, as long as the energy's there, and 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 it, you know, it's all have... about a good time, man. You know, it's, that's yeah. why we do it. Is we love music and we like to have a good time. So. Yeah, any crowd well, that, that's going to give us a good time, we'll show up. <laughs> I would love to bring you guys back in to do a live performance here from the studio. I mean, Dave said it's definitely possible to do it. So, you know, I mean, maybe we can get all you know whole band in here and we can move some tables around and set it up so that you guys can maybe even like an acoustic show or something. That'd be cool. You know, like yeah. you know, Bad Juju Unplugged. We can do That'd that. That'd be awesome. We can do that or we can have you over at the practice spot and okay. do a remote from that. Yeah, we'd love that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Good idea, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, an acoustic show, is that ever something that you guys have thought about doing or have done? Or? We have thought about it. We've never had the opportunity to do it yet. Well, we've had the opportunity, but just couldn't fit it in our schedule. We had a couple places who reached out to me wanting to know if we would do an acoustic show. And unfortunately, we were already booked to play another place when they wanted us. But um, it's something that intrigues us. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of it. Um, first and foremost, I think it's way harder to hide any mistakes or any imperfections. Secondly, Absolutely. you know, uh, we blast our hearing. So a lot of us are, are losing our hearing. What? And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, that's why he needs the headphones turned up so loud. It's just so much um, more intimate and, and personal. And um, yeah, you, you, you have, a, you have a lot more range and, and uh, a, things that you can do vocally as well as instrumentally um, in an acoustic setting. So, yeah, I, I, I think that, I mean, we've done acoustic songs, mm -hmm. but uh, to do a whole acoustic show, that'd be, that'd be pretty badass. Mm -hmm. uh, Definitely. Richard said that free shows are always welcome at his house, AKA bar stimulus. Dude, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen pictures of his bar on Facebook. It's actually pretty killer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. So still waiting for the invite. Mm -hmm. do, do you guys prefer indoor uh, venues, outdoor venues, or does it? <sighs> Man, 
I know the sound is really hard to get right on outdoor venues. For me, I love being outdoors doing a show. Uh, I mean, one, you, you have a, tend to have a bigger crowd at those kind of yeah. venues, which is, you know, crowd equals energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but just being outside, you know, in the wide open, I love that feeling. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Dan on that one. I think the outside venues tend to be a little bit uh, crazier. Definitely uh, some capacity. The capacity tends to be a little bit greater as well. But I think our sound travels very well outside. And if it's if it's done right, mm. I mean, it's it's Woodstock style out there. And I, and I think that's awesome. That being said, you know, the Odeon, again, that's probably one of my favorite places to play. Uh, sound is great. The it sound is, is great. Really and, there, yeah. and the people are there for a purpose. Oh, hey, oh you know what yeah. I mean? You're not like interrupting someone's dinner. Mm hmm. They're there to hear music, so it's it's just a different vibe, and uh, and it really you know the sound really just punches you in the face, so there's no way of escaping it. Yeah, no, they did they did a great job in redoing the Odeon. Oh um, yeah, that place used to be a shithole back in the day. The, the sound system there is incredible now. Yeah, yeah, I saw a uh, mushroom head there right when they reopened it, mm-hmm. uh, and I was just like, wow. I mean, I've seen mushroom head at you know outdoor venues. I've seen them at peabody's god do i miss peabody's um you know i've seen them just about everywhere and i think the best i've heard them was at odeon mm-hmm. sounds yeah. come a long way and a lot of the bigger shows you've done like river rock and mm-hmm. uh rocking on the river and lock three they always have incredible sound guys oh yeah yeah sound systems there and you know we also you know we always gotta give them a shout out because you know, we're as good as they make a sound. So, yeah, I mean, from a sound perspective, I would say outdoors. Obviously, there's a little mm-hmm. give and take there. Then you got to, you got to. There's a bunch of variables. Right. Weather. I know weather was an issue for us at Rocking on the River this year. Mm-hmm. We got lucky and we didn't get uh, the rain. Didn't start until we were just about done. Uh, but it really affected the crowd. I mean, the average, oh yeah, the average capacity or the average crowd at at, at Rocking on the River this year was like eight to ten thousand, and I think for ours there was maybe four thousand mm-hmm. around there. Yeah. So. Not to say that four thousand wasn't fun, but uh, I want ten thousand next year. I want twenty. <laughs> no, you know it's so cool to hear you guys sit there and say like, you know, we want bigger, better, you know, bigger crowds, better, better energy, you know, everything like that. I mean that that's that's what music is all about. I mean, mm-hmm. it's definitely you know for me as a sufferer of depression and anxiety and things like that, music has always kind of been my escape. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like I can throw on a Metallica record or I can throw on a, a, a Godsmack record or whatever. And just like, yeah, you know, it just takes it away. Yeah. yeah. And live concerts to me seem to be the greatest stress relief that has ever existed in the history of stress relief. Right. Right. You know, and um, so I went to a Disturbed show and a tornado hit Blossom three songs into disturbed set mm. so they had to pull everybody in from the from the uh lawn into the pavilion or they had to go over by the concrete bathrooms yeah disturbed obviously went downstairs into the green room that's underneath the stage at blossom and everything waited for the tornado to pass by came back out and finished the set that's mm. awesome and the people in the area of blossom had the nerve to find blossom for going late you gotta be kidding me no wow that's crazy have you guys ever had any weird weather situations like a tornado breaking out in the middle of your set or anything like that nothing that weird no and we've had 
you know, like I said, some rain here and mm. there. Or um, I think, didn't we, uh, if I do recall, we had like a power outage at one point for a short spell. But yeah. We did actually have a power outage. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we had a power outage. We were actually on stage when, um, I don't know if that was during DeWine's announcement of the bars. Shutting down. Everything's shutting down. Yeah. But we were we were on a stage. And the sand trap. It was like yeah. everybody was just whispering in each other's ears and talking about it. So, uh, but as far as yeah, I've never been on fire, and I've never been. In it. We've <laughs> never had a tornado. We've had some cramp, you know, some shitty weather. Yeah, some rainouts and things like that. I think Pizza Fest a couple of years ago was just a downpour. Yeah, um, it really, really rained hard this year at Rocking on the River for us. But again, that's all stuff that's you know, you control what you can control. We 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 came ready, the fans came ready, and and. Uh, you know, Woodstock was in the ring, so mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah, uh, all three of them actually. I yeah, think. yeah. There's actually a video on our Facebook page from Rocking on the River where we did Better Sweet Symphony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually the and, what I uh, think I was going to close the show with. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. We had some uh, violinist and a cello player come out and did the uh, the orchestral part of that song. Yeah, where people Not a really big dug U2 it. Fan, but like the way you guys do Better Sweet Symphony, it sounded really good. So. Thanks. Yeah, uh, shout out to Sarah on that one. By the way, she's oh, the yeah. talent. She's the uh, uh, violinist. You know, that's the cool thing about this band. If I can just give them props again, like these guys. If I'm sitting downstairs in my basement and we're two weeks away from rocking on the river, which you know could potentially <laughs> be the biggest show that we've played at that, that point. That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> and I and I just it, it's two o'clock in the morning and I message him on Facebook. Hey guys, how quickly could you learn Better Sweet Symphony? I've got an arrangement idea. Mm-hmm. And then boom, we implemented it. Yeah, um, I was laughing at Richard's comment, but <laughs> challenge to set fire to Chad. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Give me a heads up. <laughs> I mean, and that was like a complete accident. It like uh, they marked the stage wrong for where a big giant 14,000 degree methane flame was about to go off. So James walks to where he thinks he's supposed to be standing. And it's during. Um, God, I can't remember what song it was. I want to say it might have been fade to black. Mm. And then all of a sudden you just see big purple flame go up and then he just stops playing and you just see all the three members of the band just go what the fuck just happened yeah that would yeah. be crazy i mean it, we don't we don't have any pyrotechnics no yeah. <laughs> i mean it's pretty wild i mean people think you just got there and play but there's a lot of things you got to think about what's going on around mm-hmm. you you know where's the edges of the stage where's oh your, yeah you know where's your chords for this where's that where's that so you're constantly thinking about all that stuff while you're in the middle of playing and trying mm-hmm. to entertain at the same time so right right it can be a job being on stage sometimes, I and mean, you got a lot of stuff going oh, on. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of moving parts. I kicked over a Red Bull once. I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Did it mess up any of the sound equipment or anything? No. Oh, okay. I just was no. pissed off that I spilled my Red Bull. Oh, well, I've yeah. Dropped, I've dropped many of, of beers on my equipment, believe Ooh. many beers. Uh, Chad, you know, your voice, um, I've, I've listened to many an interview with Metallica, obviously. I mean, they've been around almost 40 years. I can't believe I'm even saying that. I know. I remember when they came out. Um, your voice is very similar to James Hetfield's. Have you ever heard that before? No, no. Um, that's, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. I mean, that guy's, oh, yeah, for sure. you know, I, I would imagine that, uh, most vocalists have, you know, similar speaking voices. I, I would imagine. I mean, it's, it's the. It's the muscle that we, I don't work out. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in any shape of any kind except round. And, and <laughs> but I certainly, um, certainly have to train your vocal cords. Because, oh yeah. 
you know, doing 80 songs on a weekend is, is enough. And some of them are screamers. That's enough to take a lot out of you. So in order to have that, that stamina and that longevity, you know, that's something you have to practice. So I would imagine that, uh, obviously with the career he's had, he's done the same thing. You really have to take care of your voice. You know, when you're a vocalist like that, you know, you got to do your warm ups and you got to do your practicing and you got to do those things or else, you know, blow your pipes out real quick. Yeah. I mean, and- you can look at many musicians out there that just can't sing anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. if anyone's listening to, to Vince New anytime lately, ooh, I mean, yeah. he's just, ooh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, there goes a shot at opening for him. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention he just fell off of the stage too a few weeks back. But. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did see that video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're, we're getting into the bottom barrel here. Um, just, you know, so, I mean, we've talked about your influences. We talked about who you would love to open for or even co-headline with or anything like that. Um, is uh, Got to warm those v- chords up. Uh, Jimmy Starr said, and uh, great job today, guys. Look forward to seeing you soon. Joanne Craig said, Uh, I got to say, this has probably been one of the most active chats I've ever had for my show. So, I mean, thank you for (laughs) that. You guys are only the third band I've ever had on this show as well. Um, So when I bring a band on, I call it musicians talking musicians. Obviously, we talked a little bit about, you know, the music. I like the music you guys like a lot about your guys' music and everything like that. Um, Is there... Anything that else that you guys want to say before we wrap it up here? Uh, any, any, one you want to shout out or. Yeah. Again, I, I just want to thank, you know, all of the comments, everybody listening, uh, the fans, the yeah, fans. Absolutely. I, I, I can't, I mean, we see people out and about and there, there are people that I haven't even met personally um, that will stop us outside. You know, we, we could be a Walmart or whatever. It doesn't matter. And, and so they pay attention and they're, Again, with what happened at the Odeon and and what has happened in shows past, mm. I mean they they when they support us, they support us, and it's and not a- just support us, support live music. Yeah, yes. I mean, if people don't come out to see live music, it's going to die like everything else, you know. So get out, have some fun. You only live one time, you know. Absolutely. Make it to a bad juju yeah. show or or really any show, you know. Support live music, support us. I mean, if you've seen us before, come out again. If you know a friend of yours who hasn't, drag them with you. You know, mm-hmm. bring your mailman, your mama. I don't care. <laughs> you know, let's have a good time. Let's have a good party. You know, that's basically what it boils down to. You got to keep live music alive. Yeah. No, absolutely. Sorry, uh, getting a chat from the host of the next show. Uh, so, hey, Lucia. Uh, so, I mean, awesome job, guys. Everybody's saying that, you know, it was a great fun to have you guys here. I loved having you guys here, man. I mean, you, you guys bring some energy that, you know, um, you don't get to see very, very much. And I love the fact that you guys turned down other interviews from other radio stations and said, nope, we only deal with Redline Radio. You know, and that, that was so cool. Um, so, I mean, from Redline Radio to Bad Juju, I just want to say thank you. Thank you very much for having us. You know, for everything that you guys do for Redline Radio, I know you guys, you know, are our our biggest musical uh, benefactors and everything. I think you're our only musical benefactor, as a matter of fact. Um, it's awesome having you guys as part of our Redline family. I will definitely bring you guys back anytime. Would love to get the live performance on from you guys. Um, you know, Chad, thank you so much for uh, keeping me on my toes with trying to get this scheduled and everything like that. It was cool. awesome working with you on trying to get that. Um, this happened very 
quickly, mm-hmm. I will say. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, all this month on my show, I'm just giving back to all of our sponsors. You know, so I'm, every guest on my show this month is a sponsor of Redline Radio. And I think it's important because you guys deserve the the credit for helping keep us alive as much as we deserve to give you guys the credit for keeping us alive. You know, so if I was able to do that today by, you know, shooting out some of your shows and, um, you know, playing some of your music here, I think I found a way to get the sound working better for the closing (laughs) song. I forgot to hit a button, but you know, we're having fun, man. We're you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to produce and host at the same time. So I'm wearing very many hats. And you were you were probably a little distracted by the tie. Yeah. Yeah. The Steelers bit. team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they did end on a tie. So we'll have some something very interesting to talk about on Steel City Renegades tonight. So if anybody out there is a football fan, you do not have to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Check out Steel City Renegades. It starts live at 7 o'clock. It'll be on all these same uh, streaming platforms that we're on. Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Um, so, you know, check us out. We'll definitely be talking about the shellacking that that team from First Energy Stadium took today. <laughs> we'll be talking about the shellacking that the the Baltimore Ravens, the Ratbirds, took on Sunday night or Monday night, wasn't it? Uh, uh, I think it was Monday night. Yeah. Monday night, yeah. Uh, so, you know, to the, to the dolphins, um, the, the narrow squeak out win that the Steelers had against the bears, uh, Pittsburgh made the lions work. They did make the lions work, but that game should not have been fucking tied. That's all I'm going to say. So, (laughs) so here we go again. Uh, if you guys want to shout out your next upcoming concerts here real quick, I'm going to put them back up on the screen for everybody. And then, uh, we'll, uh, head on out of here. Thank you again so much guys for coming on. So, uh, just go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you out, uh, next week and, uh, coming forward. Again, we're going to be out in Youngstown on Saturday. Uh, all of our, first off, all of our events are on Facebook, bad juju Cleveland. Uh, I think we just eclipsed the 4,000 followers and, and likes. So, so, uh, again, we appreciate all of your support and, uh, we'd like to continue to grow that. So thank you again, jump on our Facebook page. We'll be in Youngstown. Then we're going to be, uh, doing a charity event for Cleveland bikers harvest for homeless. We'll be at the doghouse in Elyria at the end of November, Saturday, the 27th. And of course, sponge December 4th at the Odeon tickets are on sale. Now, if you get them through us, we'd appreciate it as um, our pay and our stature in that lineup will be determined by our sales. Uh, And again, big shout out to you, sir. Great show. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. Yeah. So is there any particular song that you guys have on uh, the bad juju Cleveland page that you guys want to go out to that you guys have a live video for? Um, You know, we don't have very many live, uh, what I would call great quality videos. There's a, I think a few that we recorded at the palace Mm -hmm. uh, in Lorraine, um there's the one from uh rocking on the river uh, a couple of them on there i think uh better sweets on there my heroes the on there orchestra sorry <laughs> that um what's the other one is it 3 a.m might be on there Con- 3 a.m's on here you Con- got blue cars man. uh my hero dealer hey, choice jealousy. man Ooh. dealer choice hey jealousy dealer choice brother might that- be snippets i think the only complete songs are the ones that are coming from the palace those mm-hmm. uh the with the video the giant backdrop there but yeah i think hey jealousy is a full what it sounds like it is at least somewhat we'll take Mm -hmm. it we'll take it (laughs) all right so let me all right i'm going to switch over to that now it won't be uh 
sound just yet. I need to play some stuff. But thanks so much for coming on, guys. I'm going to uh, um, we'll be back next week. Uh, I think I might have Diane from Incredible Keepsakes, uh, the, uh, the great lady that makes all of those great Redline Radio T-shirts that you see at B- Bad Juju Concert. So uh, be back for that next week. Monday night, uh, Sean Boyd will be back in-house for Just Therapy. Uh, huge shout out to letting us do the Suicide Awareness Prevention Comedy Show last week for him. Uh, Thursday night, we got Lex Vegas coming back in the house. Uh, don't know who his guest is yet. Friday night, more from Grape going to give it to you. And then uh, whenever I ha- have an opportunity to do my show, I'm out on injury right now. So my schedule is wide open. So it's whenever I have free time to come out here and do my show right now. No set schedule, but kind of adds to the title. Money's crazy mind. Uh, thanks, everybody. All you great, great fans of Bad Juju out there that checked out the show here today. Thank you so much. Uh, We're going to leave you guys with Hey Jealousy from Bad Juju. And I promise the sound will be better next time.